We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson... Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. We got some Hollywood things to we do. We do. Lots. Yeah. Lots. I have, I have something for you, Lorraine. Ooh. Something I may not know. Well, I don't know if you know this, okay. but it, you, I don't know if I should upset you so early in the hour. If it's got anything to do with Austin Butler, his it eyes doesn't. are going up. No, no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Don't you dare or touch Austin. No, no. That, from Golden Derby, his winning the BAFTA yeah. was a big been, deal. And now if he wins the SAG Award... Um, you think his chances have gone up? All well, right. his chances are, yeah. They, are, he's it wasn't anything. He's wasn't in anything. Part he's of in it. our lead for sure. Okay, so um, Sex in the City. So we've been dropped. You know, they've been feeding us a couple pictures. Aiden is coming back. This And just like that. I mean, and yeah. just like that, the Sex and the City uh, new show on HBO. So I was reading an interview with, um, I don't know if it was Michael Patrick King or I don't know who it was, but it was in Glamour magazine, mm-hmm. which is no longer a magazine. It's just an online site. Yeah. Um, so um, kind of talking about some people that might be returning. Candace Bergman might be in Bergen? the next Bergen might be in the next season. And um, but here's the one that got me. And here's the question. Are the new characters that we just met last year coming back? Oh, God, I hope not. Shay Diaz. Everyone's favorite comedian slash podcaster is coming back with a more robust storyline. Actor Sarah Ramirez revealed. And this is one of my burning passions about season two is showrunner Michael Patrick King told Variety. I want to show the dimension of Che and the people that didn't that didn't see. And for whatever reason, because they were blinded out of fear or terror, I want to show more of Che rather gobbledy, than less gobbledy, of Che. Gobbledy gook. He, I cannot believe what he's done to his own show. I don't know why he's doubling down. And the- also, Aiden and Carrie are a terrible couple. They were always terrible together. They never belonged together. So anyway, I can see I'm going to have to hate watch another season of this. And I, but it, 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 it I, I am a hate watching it because I hated that show. It was the biggest disappointment. What well, was disappointing beyond belief? It was I, one good episode: Charlotte and her daughter and the period pants. But I can't believe he's doubling down. Yeah, he's blinded. A, yeah, I don't know what's wrong with him. I don't either. Blinded. All right. All okay. Right. I want you to know, you'll be happy to know that Variety has done an interview, uh, or excuse me, (laughs) Time Magazine did an interview with the Academy CEO, Bill Kramer. The Academy Awards? Yes. And of course, um, the the Academy is no longer interested in impromptu slaps and belligerent curse outs. (laughs) Of course. um, Because of last year. And um, 
So we'll keep uh, the name out of our mouth, but the Academy realizes that the audience, we cannot have any surprises. So listen okay. to what he's told Time Magazine. This is, I'm going to try not to laugh. Um, we have a whole crisis team, something we've never had before, <laughs> and many plans in place. We've run many scenarios, so it is our hope that we'll be prepared. We'll be prepared for anything that we may not anticipate right now, <laughs> but that we're planning for just in case it does happen. Are we turning this into the WWF? Or what? Okay, what, what in the hell? Okay, so first of all, the <laughs> crisis. Oh the special it, training. Um, yeah, we've run many scenarios. So they've sat around. They've done uh, what, ayahuasca. What can happen? And come up with everything. Then he goes Someone on. could flash. Someone could streak. That's someone right. could um, faint. Someone could trip. Someone yeah. could... The ceiling could fall down. I mean, what What else? I yeah. mean, how do you plan for the most outrageous thing that happened? A slap. Exactly. <laughs> this is, then he goes on. Because of the slap last year, this is the Academy CEO... In an interview with Time Magazine, this is why you don't <laughs> let your CEOs ever, do, ever talk. Do interviews. Right. Because of the slap last year, we've opened our minds to the many things that can happen at the Oscars. Like Again, what? I know it. <laughs> like someone Ayahuasca. could flash, someone could moon, <laughs> someone could run across the stage. Mm-hmm. You can't plan for an actor who's nominated for an Academy Award to charge your host and slap them. Exactly. That is unplanned. A presenter, actually. <laughs> a presenter. How do you plan that? Yeah, yeah. Well, maybe he's also got in the back of his mind from five or six years ago, the whole Moonlight La La Land. Okay, so we ah. don't... Well, because we just saw it at the BAFTAs because Troy Cotter, who was signing mm-hmm. the winner, the person, the interpreter, the person who said it out loud said the wrong person, yeah. so they've got that in place. Let me just say that these Academy <laughs> meetings must have been the dullest, most... Incre- they had to have done ayahuasca or something to open their minds to all the many possibilities because I that's just... The, that's the mushroom drug. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean... Uh, I think they should have created a crisis team to make it more fun. We've created a crisis team because we saw what happened at the Grammys. People want to watch this stuff, but we got to make it enjoyable. Yeah, who knows? I mean, <laughs> people are not, nothing is going to happen. They don't need an Academy slap squad. Well, I was thinking of who, who would be on a crisis team. You'd need a fixer. Well, yeah, you'd that's need... what you'd have. He said we'd have, we'd have a crisis communication team. We'd have crisis uh, communication structures. <laughs> what does we, that mean? I don't know. We would have a group that would gather very quickly <laughs> because there's a book that security came, a book that yeah, came right? out about the all the I'll have to look it up. I have the story somewhere, but about all the different things that happened on the night of the Oscars this last year. No, with or, the Kimmel when he hosted, and okay, it was just, the La La Land Moonlight. Okay, and that was during COVID. I know, no, but there's like it, everyone spoke on record about what it was like backstage. Okay, chaos. To this person. It yes. seems like it's chaos. So he said, we'll have a spokesperson. We'll get together a statement. It'll obviously depend on the specifics of the crisis. We have an on ramp. We have an off ramp. There's a one way arrow. You can only go in one direction. 
then they wonder why their museum is lacking because they are doing <laughs> things like this. <laughs> well said. I mean, I mean, but seriously, seriously, what this, would be the most outrageous thing that hasn't happened already? I, I, this is. Silly. I mean, they've got a way to, you know, if people do f bombing, they yeah, can. We don't speed need it to try and have their meeting. It's ridiculous. That I think it's, it's so, so funny. funny. And the yeah. CEO gave this interview to Time Magazine. Aww. Now the other good Oscar news, though, is that Rihanna will sing. Lift me up at the Oscars. Yeah, that's good. So I am waiting for the other people, the other song nominees to, you know. This is coming up in what, three weeks? March 12th. Yeah, like three weeks. And so Lady Gaga, we should be hearing from. David Byrne, Sophia Carson, the folks from RRR. Oh, yeah. They got nominated. Nice. God, that song was amazing. And if they could sing and dance on that stage, if they could perform that, that would be a really cool performance. Yeah. Oh, that was such a great song. Those are the song nominations. I expected that to keep trending. What did we watch on Netflix? No, Netflix. Because I never see a trending. It's an epic movie. Well, you know, it was kind of a, it was hot in in the fall. Okay. Is when it trended. We were slow to jump that on. That was a it. wild movie. Wild movie. Yeah. Very good. Um, Zendaya is going to be presenting at the Oscars and she's presenting at the NAACP Awards, nice. which are Saturday night. Are they, <sighs> they're this Saturday? And I got to, I've got to. Yeah, the NAACP the, Image okay. Awards. That has turned out to be, you know, a fun more, award, more, a fun oh, award yeah. show. SAG Awards will be um, um, Sunday. And uh, yesterday, Zendaya was on a virtual call with Julia Garner and Elizabeth Debicki for the um, SAG After Foundation. Okay. Nice. And, yeah, we would normally be out there right now. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. But we would have had to left last night, which would have been a problem. A little bit. You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. if we'd gone out for the weekend. But anyway, so I'm glad because we've not... We've seen no Zendaya Nothing. this whole award season. Nothing since. But it, we haven't seen Euphoria filming. Is it well, filming? No, but no. I mean, she's just been low key. Yeah. Staying out of the limelight. She was invited to the Golden Globe. She didn't want to go. She was probably invited to Critics' Choice. She was nominated she's at hang- both those award shows. She's hanging out with her boyfriend. I can't wait to see what she and La Roche have come up with. What they're going to wear. What she'll wear. She always is amazing. She's stunning. So she's a presenter. And a nominee. Mm-hmm. And did you read The Hollywood Reporter by any chance yesterday? Which story? Just give me the story. The L-O- I didn't read it covered, covered. The LOL <laughs> article about Mr. Popular goes to the office, Tom Curse. About it. You didn't read that? No. Oh, my gosh. Right. Okay, okay. There was an LOL invention. No, this was trending on TikTok. So 10 days ago... Uh, when we had the day off, Tom Cruise made his first appearance on the Oscar campaign circuit at the nominees' Luncheon. lunch. Luncheon. Yeah. We're a room full of nominees and stars. He was over and away the biggest star of them all. And according to multiple journalists who were there, other act, other actors wanted, he was like, everyone wanted to get their photo with him. And it like they made it sound like he was the guest of honor when, in fact, you know, there were 100 nominees there. Yes. Uh, but he even reported that Spielberg... Uh, said to him, you saved Hollywood's ass. You I know, that. yeah, yeah, yeah. And apparently, <laughs> the sycophanting, which I don't know as a word, but could be. Mm-hmm. Um, it, Both of it, us are staring at you because I'm trying to wait for you to finish it in sentence well, so I can figure out the meeting. After the luncheon, Tom <laughs> took a meeting. Sycophants is someone who's kissing your yeah, ass. Yeah, I know. Tom oh, took a knows. meeting with his agents at CAA, and apparently. 
before he got there, people lined up in the hallway and along the stairs. Oh, no. And gave uh, him uh, a five-minute standing Oh, How can you blow up a man's head more Thank than you. it already is? What no. is it with men needing to blow up other men? I don't know. I mean, <laughs> kissing their butts, that is... It's disgusting. Oh, they then, really believe, though, because he held Top Gun back, because it would have streamed and gone crazy because he held it back for, what, three years? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And waited. He, they really give him some props well, for saving Well, it made a lot of people theaters. money. It made it a lot of people and money. And movie theaters. It helps save and movie got, theater. Ch- and the agents at CAA are not bothered by Scientology. They are not bothered by Clearly. where Shelly is. And Judd Apatow may have said, may have mocked him at the producer or the director's Guild Awards and said what everybody is saying about him behind his back. But we are in uh, the campaign season. He is getting um, honored at the Producer Guild this weekend. He's getting a Lifetime Career Achievement Award. Who's presenting it to him? And Top Gun is is, uh, nominated for Best Picture. So, in other words, more applause for Tom is coming. Maybe even another standing ovation. I'm okay with that. He doesn't need that. Mm. I'm okay. Great movie, like you said, it did a lot for everything. It but like, if there's anything, theaters. if there's anybody in Hollywood who doesn't need a five minute standing ovation, it's Tom Cruise. It's Tom Cruise because it'll just, uh, I mean, you know, <laughs> he'll be jumping on couches next week again. I am waiting for someone to bring up Scientology. And there's <laughs> a won't. way to bring it up, though. There is a way to bring it up. How as do you a feel journalist. about child labor? <laughs> <laughs> or this is That's one of the terrible th- that we're laughing at that. No, but you get, go ahead, Grant. This is one of the disaster moments that they're worried about at the Oscars. Maybe they said, "What if someone talks about Scientology?" Tom, Tom freaks out. Yeah. And, and the cameraman, you can't pan to him. Right, right. <laughs> Maybe they're talking about when and when you can pan yeah, to yeah. Tom Cruise. This isn't going to be a fun Rules. Oscars if they're having no. Oh, this. last year was so epic. How do you tap? I know that's true. <laughs> <laughs> All, All right, we're going to take a quick break. We come back. We've got the dirt. Dirt alert with Grant. All right, everybody. Lori and Julia here for Hammernick's Interior Solution and Flooring Superstars. I was just on their website, and again, I just want to remind people, you know, we play along with round with a lot of different websites, but Hammernicks.com has this great thing where you can upload different rooms and you can try out different flooring, different colors, carpet, you know, luxury vinyl, white plank vinyl, whatever it is, tile. It's super fun, but it just kind of gives you a feel. But I think the most important thing is going into one of the flooring superstores on the west side of town on 169 in New Hope or on the east side of town on Rice Street and really looking at how beautiful and how far the technology, so it's protected, so it lasts longer, so you it's waterproof, and the colors. I mean, there's just amazing choices. And at Hammernix, you always get a 12% Upfront discount on all in stock flooring. That's Hammernix. Stop by and tell them the girls sent you. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert. What say you for dirt today? Well, let's go back to the story we can't get enough of because we just love Pink and she was hanging out with Howard Stern. Mm-hmm. And earlier we learned about her unique. We took it all, we brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. 
Play it now with Game Pass. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Weak relationship with Madonna. <laughs> Madonna hates her. Yeah, Madonna hates her. Let's put it bluntly. But she doesn't care. She loves Madonna. Yeah, she doesn't it. care. Big influence, and that's just the way it I is. I absolutely love that she said it. Yeah, mm-hmm. she it was it was really well said. But she also spoke a little bit about this whole. Um, there's been a lot of rumors, in, all the way back to 2004, about Pink potentially slated to star as Janis Joplin yes, in a biopic. I remember that? Yeah, and so Howard Stern. Yeah, oh, biopic, biopic. Oh, that's right. You can, can say it either, either way. way. And you'll hear her say biopic. This is what she will say. Okay. So I went with that. But let's uh, let's just let her tell the story as to how this thing fizzled out and there was some kind of complications with okay. it all. And it's an interesting little okay, bit of audio here for us. So let's take a listen. I've seen you do Janis Joplin and you do you do her better than anybody. And that's those are tough songs to sing. What happened with that project where everyone was saying Pink is going to play? Yeah. You know, I think it's, uh, I think, honestly, Janice doesn't want it made. I think there's a lot of things that go into that. I think it's a lot harder to get a, a, a biopic done about a female. That's why we don't have right. that many. Mm. And also, yeah. um, I just don't think Janice wants it made. There was so Linda Perry was once slated to play Janice. Brittany Murphy, there's been so many people. I mean, there's had to have been at least 10, 10 projects that didn't fly and uh, to me that's like that's a bigger Janice wasn't ha- also they want to make it a happy ending it's not right. a happy ending I mean it's a it's a completion but it's it's not the truth nobody wants what do you mean you, well you saw an actual script that said oh yeah that, and they want it to be that Janice chose to to just end it in a no dude she overdosed right and right. also I wasn't there I can't say the whole story but it certainly wasn't a happy ending no, she no. wasn't even Pearl didn't even take off until after she died. You wanted that role of Janis Joplin. And I personally I'm not Mr. Hollywood, but I certainly know of three women that I know personally who were supposed to play Janis Joplin. Yes. Remember, uh, Lori? Renee Renee and yes. you're right. It just never and it would have been, a, I'm sure, a remarkable movie. Mm-hmm. You think mm-hmm. that's what it is? You think Hollywood doesn't want to make a, a Janis Joplin movie because she's a woman? I think it's part of it. Yeah. So, well, so we have the Rose, Bette Midler and the Rose. Right, we do. Which is loosely. But so many people yes, were attached right. to this. To this. Yeah. yeah. So many people. I like Pink's explanation. Janice yep. really didn't want to have it. Me there too. You go. Yeah. I think we leave that story yeah. the way it was best mm-hmm. told through her yeah. music, you yeah. know, and through our own, you know, that yeah. she's a part of the 27 Club, the infamous yeah. 27 Club, passed away at the age of 27. Mm-hmm. Well, looks like there's a little trouble in Paradise of Mean Girls, okay? So last mean week... Mean Girls, the musical yeah, movie. So, yeah, so coming. last week we had learned that Tina Fey was going to be bringing back a musical movie based off the Broadway musical Mean Girls. Oh, and so Wait, so Mean Girls musical movie based on the Broadway musical that was based on the original movie that was based on a book. There yeah. you go. Okay. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yes. Okay. So, but they're the trouble that we're having right now, and this is something I didn't know last week when I brought this story to you guys. I guess apparently Lindsay Lohan, Rachel McAdams, Amanda Seyfried, is that her name? Mm-hmm. And then uh, Lacey Chabert Ch- had all uh, agreed to return to this film, but not play their original characters. Yeah, they course. were going to be some sort of cameo characters. Okay. But the big talk stalled because Paramount, and this is from page six, a source told page six okay. that 
Paramount's disrespectful money offer to these four women. Whoa. So right now, Tina Fey has reportedly received a seven-figure deal for her acting role. Well, now she's also writing and producing the movie, while Lindsay Lohan and the other four, or the other three, were offered a fraction of that to come back and play in this movie. So right now, they have reached out to, Page Six has reached out to Paramount, Paramount Pictures, as well as Lindsay Lohan and all the other uh, actresses, and they have not heard anything back yet. I mean, come on. You got to give these women a good offer. No kidding. I mean, it goes back to the Nev Campbell thing in Scream Six. Yeah, these girls made this movie. movie right? Why would you not give them the money that they deserve to they make? Gave it all to Tina Fey. I don't know. That's a good point. But if she's producing the movie, doesn't yeah. she have some sort of well, say? Paramount that? Plus is being tighter than Regina George's pants. Well, and that's part there of the combination of this with them combining with Showtime. Yes, Remember, they are now right. in this whole flux of. Raising their prices mm-hmm. because they, they're spending too much money. So they're going to be dropping some of their shows on Showtime and on Paramount at the same time, raising their prices. Yeah. To yeah. me, the mean Greg, I don't really have any desire to see this, but I have a desire to see it if everybody's in it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. That would bring, you got to have that the cast. Of the ca- yeah, exactly. So Paramount, in my okay. eyes, personally, get your act together. Give these women what they deserve and make a good picture. And don't forget, Amanda Seyfried is a SAG nominee. Yeah, there you go. And, and a Golden Globe winner for the dropout there you go and Lindsay was in a christmas movie her comeback is on the way it is on the way <laughs> well this one let's head over to the set of rust and alec baldwin so today uh was alec baldwin had pleaded not guilty to involuntary manslaughter and waived his appearance in court on friday now baldwin remains fr- uh, free without having to post a bond but that is with some stipulations he is barred from consuming alcohol and forbidden from possessing firearms or other dangerous weapons so he did not show up for court in person, he filed his non-guilty plea via Zoom today. On the other hand, the... Um, he can't drink and he has no. all those children. Yep. I go crazy. Well, I, I guess know. he apparently, he wrote back in his memoir that he has been sober since oh. 1985. Oh, a lot okay. of people. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. So, but yeah, you're right. With all those kids, it would be tough. So, But uh, Hannah Gutierrez-Reed, the film's armor, is due to make her first appearance in court this Friday. So she's going to appear in court in person. Someone tell me who is the audience to see this movie besides um, the family wants it made. This is all based. I'm pretty. I feel like this is all based on the family trying to finish what she started. Yeah, right, you know? but as a cinematographer, I mean, you know, it's not even your, it is your vision of the movie. But it's really, a key part, but is it really? Thank you. I wanted to say that, but I've yeah. kept that tight lip. But yeah, like she's not the, she's not the director. She's just kind of, you and know. And now they're moving the footage. To they're Mon- going from New Mexico to, to Montana. Montana. Yeah. So, and if they're trying to make it look seamless, how will anyone know what is Helena's footage and what isn't? Yeah. This uh, w- I don't know. I just don't see the audience for this movie. I don't either. Yeah. This one is interesting. Unless it's Looky Lou. Yeah. That kind of like you do with the crowd. Well, I feel like, yes, because there's everybody's so good. There's so much talk about it. it. You got to see it. But you I know? don't think they'd go to the, the movie theater. We'd sit yep. at home. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Finally, Zendaya, Aubrey Plaza, and Amy Poehler, along with Jeff Bridges. We've got uh, Matt Boomer. We've got Jason Bateman. They're all going to be presenters at the Screen Actors Guild Awards, oh. which are going to be on Netflix's YouTube page on Sunday, beginning at 8 p.m. Eastern. But next year, you guys, they're going to actually be presented live on Netflix, streaming live on Netflix. Yeah, so Zendaya is presenting, and like you said, she is also up for Best Female Actor for her television drama, Euphoria. So, little quick note there for you guys. You're welcome. I am so glad.
glad that this study came out because I have wondered about my addiction or my fascination, particularly since COVID came along with zombietainment and apocatainment, which is apocalyptic shows and zombie shows. Love them. I'm so glad that's where we are going because... When you're my obsession with, yes, and I'm thinking, Grant, what is she going to do to us right now? <laughs> so they did this study about pocketainment. About yeah, that's what they call it, or uh-huh. zombietainment. About dark dystopian stories. I mean, we're all in it right now. With if you're watching The Last of Us, yes. And people are liking that show that even weren't fans of apocalyptic type of shows, like right. a yes. Station Eleven or. Or Hunger Games, if you want to go back to that. Um, but um, there's been so many shows, and I know that I very much could say definitely that I watched every single um, zombie, apocalyptic, scary thing I could find my hands on with Casey the you summer did. of twenty spring and summer of twenty twenty. Yep, and also the Last Kingdom. Oh, yes. watched all of that, you yes. know, because also I like the war it? stuff. Yeah. And so experts, they did this study. Um, this guy did this book called the, the Next Apocalypse, The Art and Science of Survival. But he said, he told the Huffington Post, post-apocalyptic narratives have been around forever. And as popular narratives in print and film since the 19th century, at least. And the threats in the stories change over time and reflect the contemporary concerns like Nuclear warfare in the sure. 50s. Contagions in the 80s and 90s yes. was a thing. And yes. now they're more popular than ever. And he theorizes that as there's been more greater anxiety in the world with COVID, climate change, War. political shifts towards yeah. authoritarianism, economic stress, the apocalyptic narratives have grown dramatically. Are more popular than ever. Well, they've grown dramatically in the last 20 years. And as the ratings uh, show, this increasing quantity is meeting high demand. And why do we like to do it? The number one thing, and I would tell you this. Because it makes you feel better about where we are today. I'd look out the window and I'd say, Casey, at least the zombies are. We don't have that happening. You get to explore (laughs) dangerous situations from the safety of your couch, your chair, wherever you're watching it. Yep. And... Uh, this behavioral scientist at the recreational fear lab at huh. our house university huh. in Denmark. If you wondered about, is a there fear lab? Fear lab. Love that. He said uh, their research shows that people are curious about dangerous and threatening behaviors or situations. Most post-apocalyptic shows have so many dangers and threats that most of us will never experience. Yeah. These fictions allow us to mentally explore this unknown territory. Which is enjoyable yeah. when done safely from mm-hmm. your living room. Exactly. And morbid, morbid curiosity is com- is very common. That's why it's people real. slow down yeah. and rubberneck when they see an accident. Oh, my road. gosh. And Always. TV shows and movies give us the opportunity to explore this interest yeah. in death and darkness, right. face our fears, offers a little bit of a thrill. Mm-hmm. When we watch shows like yeah. The Last of Us, our bodies and brain, Engage with the content as though it's really happening, mm-hmm. although much less dangerously. The Walking Dead, that was the thrill when that show came out. It was just 
thrilling. Yeah. Because the zombie stuff was so incredible. And you were like, oh my. And the adventure that the they adventure, went on. You, yes. They went from Georgia to the CDC. You just, you felt like you were part of this group. You, trying, feel, you feel like you're trying to survive with them. But yes. like you said, from the comfort of your own couch. Right. And we experience fear, adrenaline. It feels yes. suspenseful. So Anxiety. It, it makes our mundane world sometimes or some of the stuff that you're worried about and you just don't want to worry about. It gives you a place. Do you think that's the re- This is the this yeah. the theory. They also say that these shows make us feel less anxious and more prepared because mm-hmm. people will talk about stuff. They get, get ideas. ideas. Exactly. I write down what, ideas. You know, and you have conversations about it and 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 during COVID, you know, it was like that made it, you were like, oh my gosh, well, what if that happened? And I think of Stephen King's book, The Stand. Oh, The Stand. Did you guys watch The Stand, the, the, what, the recent stand that they Didn't did? Didn't watch it. Okay, if you, the, the, sorry to interrupt yeah. here. Side note, Paramount Plus, watch The Stand. It's like a five episode thing. They redid it in the last year yeah, or two. Yeah, I know, and it oh. didn't get very much love. But I loved you it. Loved you it. love it. It's right up your alley of this zombie. Read the book, and so I loved that book. And mm-hmm. that was like, I think, really the first time I'd read like a post-apocalyptic oh, so novel. Good. And the music for that one, you want to talk about, you know how now we're catching on with all these music songs yeah. playing? That was a that Good was one. a show that had all kinds of music that would have, if it was huge, would have brought it to the top. You know, this is this is you can take this out to books. Oh yes, books, books because and books, true crime yes. and crime thrillers sales have skyrocketed, skyrocketed. and thrillers past mm-hmm. twenty nineteen levels. Escapism. But before all of the COVID stuff. It yeah. is escapism. Yeah. It is. And the heroes are usually ordinary people. Yes. Or people just okay. doing their thing. An I think average of Station Joe. Eleven. Oh yes. That was so beautiful. And Pedro was, Pascal in this one. Yes. You know, he's just an average guy. You might even try uh, Station Eleven after the I last did. of us. I did oh, almost did? all of it until oh. maybe the last one. You oh, guys and that's the, that the best part. episode that puts oh, it all together. Oh, and they walk by. All right, well, fine. The biggest thing I love about this is like I think of it like a painting. Like someone looks at a painting and they want to see how what another person's interpretation of something is right. Whenever I watch these, I'm always so intrigued with how someone's view of what the world will look like post post apocalyptic. Right? Yes, because despite the, the d- despair and darkness that's going on, the characters are finding moments of victory. There's moments of hope. You feel like they can thrive even yeah. after the worst has happened. Yeah. So that relationships. Why we also like watching it because there is a sense of hope right. in watching these types right. of shows. So anyway, I'm very glad that, that's a great article that, uh, you know, someone did explain the allure of these shows. Yes, now, I love it. Love it. Love here it, love is it. another theory. Um, will scientists ever be able to, d- uh, um, study the brain that is the brain, what Which do you call is? it? Shangri-La. Because well, the happy part? No, no, no. Um, octopuses. They have always wanted to study octopuses' brain, but because they're kind of gelatinous, kind of soft, there's no way to you really know, dissect probe it. Probe them up. Probe them up. Yeah. To do probes, and octopus are very smart. Do we, we call that. them octopi? Octopus. You watch I, I, the octopus. I love that uh, thing. Uh, and one the of documentary. the documentaries. There's a top book out right now too. Is yes. about an octopus. Yeah, yes. it is octopi. <laughs> it is octopi. It is octopi. <laughs> so in the in current biology, which I skimmed at, um, mm-hmm. they were very excited to find out that they have a what do octopuses or octopi think about? 
they finally know because um, at the Okinawa Institute of Science and Technology, they have, they're the closest, they think octopi are the closest thing to how alien life evolves out in space. Okay, Okay, because in captivity, octopi can solve puzzles, open jars, learn to squirt humans they don't like with ink. They can be as smart as the average dog, according to other studies. But because they're soft body with no skull Mm -hmm. to anchor recording equipment, but they feel like in the alien world, you know, that there's going to be, what did I call those types of things? Soft bodied. Soft body. Yeah. Well, and you've ever seen like an octopus fit, fit, like a massive one fit through a hole the size of a quarter? They'll just slide right through it. And it's like, how How does that that? happen? Yeah. So anyway, they they anesthetize a trio of octopi. Okay, that's just a really good sentence. I've anesthetized a a trio of octopi. A nice lexicon there. Uh, Uh And they did the day octopus, otherwise known as octopus cyanea, because it's a large (laughs) one. You can see it at the Monterey Aquarium if you're interested. But anyway, they, they implanted these electrodes into their... Anyway, they're studying. Then they followed them uh, for like uh, uh, 12 days studying everything. And uh, they're very excited. It's the first step. So they're they're excited to know about how they're so clever. But how did they get to be so clever? What is in it? So they don't know anything. They don't know anything. It's just a chance to talk about Octopi. But that movie was really good. <laughs> it won the movie thing. It won the movie. best yeah. documentary yeah, at the it was Oscars. So good. What was it? I have to something about an yeah. Oscar. Oh, it was so good. And my last theory for you is most people want to plan their own funeral and would rather be buried in a cardboard box to save money. Well, so, you know, you because you don't want your family to go in debt if you haven't put aside money for a funeral. Yeah. Agreed. Grant is showing me all these pictures. Look at this picture of this octopus. Look at the head of that thing. Oh, yeah. It looks like a penis head. <laughs> I know that's why you're showing yes, it. Yes, it mm-hmm. is, but I didn't want you to see Now, I can see what you're showing me. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so this is this is just so off the random. This okay. is a squirrel moment. Okay, squirrel. So, sorry, sorry. Playing cards with my son and his friend and um, Jeff and... And I was talking about, you know, teaching him the card game wizard. And I said, well, you'll be penalized if you, um, you know, ha- have too many um, tricks. If you go over and under and they both start laughing, laughing. And do, don't you it's, remember my dad specifically saying you will be penalized? It's yeah. such my dad. Yeah, I think and, you can say penalized or penalized. penalized. I've always said penalized, penalized. But isn't penalized the same? It's okay to well, say? Well, a penal colony, yes. it's not a penal colony. So okay, if you're fine. sentenced to a penal colony, I guess. I, I think it's, so you can say it both ways. I don't know. Because they just started laughing, and it just reminded me of my dad's like vehicular, you know, and all those old ways your parents used to. Secretary. Yeah. It's always called secretaries. I had a great secretary. Secretary. She likes succotash. All right. (laughs) (laughs) All right. We will be right back with the rest of the headlines. Okay, gang, we love Janice and Dinner Theaters. There's so much to do there, and it's just such a happy, lovely environment. And The Prom is playing there, which we went and saw a week ago tomorrow, and just, it is the best Broadway musical. Poignant story, funnier than funny. Just, it hits, it just, it's so outrageously fabulous. I think if you are sitting on the fence and need to do something fabulous, go get tickets to The Prom. 
Have, You'll enjoy a wonderful meal. Yep. Uh, you can have a beautiful desserts and drinks, and it is just start to finish. It is a wonderful, wonderful show. And you want to get your tickets to see this show. You don't want to wait because it's only here for four months. Um, also, the concert series at the Chan is really cool. Coming up, tributes to Queen, Lionel Richie, Van Morrison, and more. And if you want to laugh on the weekend, Stevie Ray's Comedy Cabaret. For tickets, go to ChanhassenDT.com. Chanhassen Dinner Theater's always entertaining you. Happy Snow Day, everybody. Oh, This gosh. was a fun day here. Yeah. yeah. I think we had a fun show. I think so. Um, I, I just want you to yes. uh, know something just very specific. Yes. Um, in case I'm not able to talk about Austin Butler tomorrow oh, on Friday. Oh, <laughs> why are you going to have dental work done or no, super glue your no, lips together? I, I just want you to know why Austin Butler... It's is, such a big deal. No, why the Golden Derby has him the odds-on favorite for, even though Oscar voting is still happening, SAG voting, I think, ends either, I think, maybe tomorrow. Because it's Sunday. Yeah. Yeah, it is, but they go, like, They Friday. go right up to the end. Yeah, huh? they go right wow. up to the end. <clears throat> uh, it, the reason why, because when Austin Butler won that BAFTA on, in London, yes, no one... No one was putting their money on an American actor playing an American music icon to win over the British voters. Yes. It is a real feat, even with people loving Elvis as much as they did. The right? fact that this was the first major industry peer group to announce winners for acting is a good sign that Hollywood gets we'll behind Austin as well. well. Wouldn't that be fun? Wasn't everybody oh. kind of expecting Colin Farrell? Yes, very that? much so. Yes. Yeah. And now the expectation is Banshees of Inisherin is going to win one and it'll win Best Picture. Okay. Oh, for crying out, what? Wait, Could I'm, it win Best Picture or nothing at all? Okay. It's sort of what it is. Because remember, the two co-stars are up against each other. Yeah. Wait, so you cancel out each other and... Um, Taking some votes, yep. Um, what do what does Broadway Melody came out in 1929, Grand Hotel 1932, and Mutiny on the Bounty 1935 have in common? In Oscar history, they're the only films that won the Academy's most coveted award and nothing else. Oh, well, there you go. And they just said the Banshees of Inna Sharon could join that group, despite right. being the second most nominated movie of the lot, because it's just such a dark comedy yes it is all right back okay. back back to what's important yes. what are you watching tonight for our Grey's anatomy fans this oh, is the night this is it meredith is gonna bid farewell she'll come back still and she'll be doing guest appearances but this is i, I the big one i couldn't be happier that she's gone she's the reason i left the show in the first place and this morning i had to fast forward through all the Mer- uh, they were all doing all these different scenes, uh, and I thought, I can see why she is glad to be gone. Well, it's 19 seasons. Yeah. I mean, my goodness. And um, we'll yeah. see what happens. That's happening and on she's ABC. She's going to pop in, but they might. Yes. I guess it is a pretty big deal. She's it been is on a that big show. deal. She's, but she's, I just had Meredith Grey fatigue. You couldn't stand her. End, I, I still think the very, <laughs> even 17 years later, later when I quit watching it. Yeah. Um, but the the first show on that, the first show on Quantico, I mean, these opening episodes, because the, the very first show of Grey's it's Anatomy, a very good pilot. it was great. And yeah. so was Quantico. And then that. Let's hope the company you keep keeps it yes, coming. Yes, that was great. I mean, we just hope these stay great. Yeah. Outer Banks, season three, 
drops. Back. drops. Yep. I know. I've uh, already been in contact with the, the, niece. the niece. She and I, there's Mirable. only one other person I know who's obsessed with Outer Banks, and it's a 20-year-old. Yes, basically. <laughs> well, and I, I aren't you, Grant? I watch it, yeah. yeah. Right. I, love, Grant. I love the treasure aspect of it. Same. But there, there was a fun story about uh, Chase Stokes and how, did you know that he actually tried to apply for the, a Stranger Things role? Oh, he did. Is he the, he is he the lead actor yeah, or something? Yeah, yeah. He was trying for uh, to read, you know, to read as Steve's character. Oh, I'm so glad he And he actually it. just bombed it and did a terrible job and, and ended up not getting the job. Yeah. But yeah, that wouldn't have been the right character for him. But I would have, he, he actually went out for that. He dates Kelsey Ballerini now. That's who she's finding her bridge <gasps> love with. Oh, is. no. There is so much. Is she the one there. that yes. gave away half her house to him that he didn't pay? And they're the yeah. ones that are fighting out loud? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and on a baby, she didn't. No, she no. froze her eggs and he had a fit. Yes. Why? Because obviously he didn't want to have babies with her. They were oh. married five years and she got worried. And he wasn't right. Oh. And they weren't right. But anyway, she, that's who she dates is Chase. And he used to have a... You know, relationship with the other the the girl who plays the rich daughter. Yes, in the show. It's a teenage CW type show for sure. But yeah, Kelsey Bellarini too. Also, it came out that she had an affair with the Chainsmokers member Drew Taggart back in 2019 at Lollapalooza when they were married. Yeah, yeah, when she was married to this guy. So this would be fun. Yes, this 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 is uh, (laughs) she's a camp. What's the problem? I'm just kidding. Yeah, this is all from page six. But yeah, this that's a little dicey situation they got going on. She's hosting the series. Listen, when people have been married for five years, they don't have any kids. I mean, the main reason they're getting divorced is that they they're no longer interested in screwing each other, and they don't want to have kids together. I mean, let's be real. Okay, let's talk about the funny (laughs) thing that we posted. Grant posted it. Jennifer Coolidge fans dressed. As her White Lotus character from Mardi Gras in New Orleans. I love it. And so it and is marched to the opening theme music. Yeah, this, and yeah. it's just, and it's men and women. Okay, and then the uh, well, I, I'm saving it for tomorrow. I, I mean, that is a it. very clever. Like they got a whole. Was it like a whole crew? There's in like, the same there's like dresses. 40, 50 of them all in the same dresses, the same scarves. They've all got signs that are Don't paying homage to her. Yeah, and they're paying homage to, to her on these big signs hysterical. they're carrying down. It's cool. It's a cool video. Check it out at the Lori Daly Show. Hysterical. Yeah. All right. What else do we have? Oh, Lizzo is gonna. You know, she's gonna be on Sesame Street. She's playing her cookie flute for Elmo. We posted this is awesome. that. Yes, it's yes. so cute. Mm-hmm. Yes, that is cool. It looks actually delicious when I watched the video. I wanted it's, to eat it. <laughs> I mean, is Lizzo just like the most I popular think, person I, in the world? I really it feels think. Like it. I really think she is. People just love her. She's on fire. And she's happy. Yeah, I know it. Well, like she, like she said, when she did it, when she worked with Prince and she saw, you know, she wanted to dedicate everything to being positive at the meantime while swearing while she was saying that. But yeah, she just wanted to make music positive. And I just love her. You know, she's got such a good message. Yeah. She's a very positive person. And I'm very positive. in Milan. Oh, she landed in Milan. At Fashion Week. Mm. Yeah, I know it. How fun. How? All of a sudden the invitation door just comes Kicking in. Oh, yeah. Front row here. We want you here. We want you here. How exciting. Wouldn't that be fun? Mm -hmm. Probably exhausting, too. Steve, our very own Steve, was on Kelly and um, Ryan Day. He was hysterical. I'm sure you can go to my talk and we posted the video. He is hysterical. He was very good. So that was kind of fun today, too. All right. Everybody have a great night. Drive safe. We'll be back tomorrow. Job done. Off you go.